Welcome to the most special episode of All Talk FC. Uh, it's a transfer window special, and I'm taking charge. We'll be asking, is Bruno Fernandes the best player ever to leave Sporting Lisbon? Is Odin Agallo ever going to get out of quarantine and play for Man United? And will Christian Eriksen ever beat the first man again? Uh, all that, and we've got our very first Football Index Prices Right game, which I'm looking forward to. Let's go! Any, any more special than any show we've ever done well, before? Well, we haven't, we haven't done it yet. You, you, you have to see. How you doing, Mark? Not too bad. You've set yourself a high bar here. There's a... Yeah, that's that's all I got, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I practiced the beginning and that's it. We're doing this much earlier than usual, so it's daylight. Uh, we're watching it's the Arsenal confusing. game. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of this, but you might hear me yell once or twice, once Arsenal concede twice. Terrible guys, but carry on, Dan. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep our listeners up to date, even though they'll already know the score before yeah. we Breaking do. Breaking news: the time they're listening. Arsenal haven't scored yet. <laughs> I, have you turned it off? Well, the irony is we're actually watching it on Now TV, so we're thirty seconds behind normal life anyway. Yeah. Uh, so sorry for the delay. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so transfer window has shut forty-eight hours ago, and I thought, what a good opportunity, as uh, they've put the yellow ties away and the purple dildos have gone back in the draw to um, ask you guys what you think about some of the transfers that we've had Uh, who's done well who's done not Um, Bruno Fernandes had his debut yesterday Mark what did you make of it? A bit early to to say like he looked confident got on the ball he's apparently a yellow card a game player and he, he kept that up yesterday getting a also a bad tackle. He's got that Scalzi type of tackle in it. Oh, I'm going off the stats here, but I think he's had he does average a yellow card like two out of three games or something ridiculous. So he he, he did yesterday what he does all the time, which is he gets those tactical yellows. He's like, no, I'm not letting you pass me. I'm just going to pull you back. It did annoy me because it it was a counter, and he did it, but we had cover, and I'm like, if you do that, like. You could end up with the entire team on yellows when you're playing someone like. Well, Wolves. that's kind of it's what like... Man City does, isn't it? And and you you yeah. just you want to stop that break before it's <clears> even <throat> happening. So there is something to it, but if if the entire team aren't really on board, it doesn't really make sense if just one player's doing it. Cause I'm not sure. Oh, Fred! Don, Fred's a killer for it. Done that. Fred, Fred does it too. Yeah. But no one does it better than Fernandinho and Gundogan. That is that is yeah. their life. Well, he City do it. Fernandinho don't get yellows when he does it. Yeah, no, because they do it early enough. They try and do it yeah. before, like it's, it's an officially a, a counter attack. Yeah. But yeah, no, he looked good. He he attempted a few passes. Didn't make many. Um, I don't know what his past completion stats were, but I looked yesterday. Seventy-seven percent. It's better than it, it visually well, looked. Uh, yeah, but also if you look at um, De Bruyne's pass, if, would you, if you'd say De Bruyne is a good passer of the ball, his average passing completion is around about seventy-five to eighty percent a game as well. And actually, when you look at a lot of number tens or a lot of players that play through balls, that's about average because obviously you you make less than you do, like than you would normally, because you're trying difficult passes. That are going to get intercepted. So I, um, right yeah, I don't really know who Bruno Fernandes is, so I had to um, <clears throat> look up his CV and stuff like that, and look at yeah. things about uh, what he's done so far. And for for Man United to get, this is someone that's a you know relatively young player who 
He was young when we went in to buy him. <laughs> yeah. Three years, three years ago, <laughs> he was really young. Well, yeah. say relatively young, or a player that's going into his prime, he's spoken very highly about it. And you think, if, if he's supposed to be the player that he's been described as, to, for Man United to get him is a, is a positive sign. It's not like, we'll, you know, we'll talk about some of Arsenal's lone signings in a bit, but you know, this, is a, this is a positive signing for, for, for a good number of years. So yeah. if, if Man United are looking to move forward, he, and he's the player that you know is being described. Then it can only be a positive because yeah. these are the types of players that are only going to be signing for clubs that are Champions League level type, and you know that's still up in the air for Man United. Yeah, but, he was a player we bought. He's on our plan, which I like. Yeah, can't say that about our other signing, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's definitely he's on our like. You can see they had a system. They're like we're only going to buy certain type of players. We're only going to buy players who actually want to come to the yeah. club. And he fits that mould. Like, he he did say he grew up and like just remembers Cristiano Ronaldo going from Lisbon to to United. So that he has that want to play for United. Well, now there's a clear link, isn't it? Nani, uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo and, him. That's Anderson. a big shoe. Anderson from no, not, no, he was there's from one more player. There's one more player, isn't it? Rojo. <laughs> <laughs> Probably it was Marcus Rojo. Uh, so Bruno Fernandes in his career, admittedly, he's not played at the top, you know one of the top five leagues. Um, but he has he did play in Serie A for a bit. Um, he's made 32, 302 appearances and he scored 88 goals and got 70 assists. He's also got 66 yellow cards. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 88 goals and 70 assists in 300 games is pretty spectacular for what is effectively a number eight, a Lampard-esque sort of attacking midfielder. Um, I'm really excited. Well, you know me, I've been talking about him for about two years, like he's already been signed, but I'm really pleased they have signed him. Yeah, I liked, he he had a shoot on site policy yesterday, which yeah. fans always want to see their midfielders shoot and they don't do it enough in, in the football. He's got 15 goals already this season for, for a pretty terrible sporting Lisbon side. So that's why, because he basically sits on the edge of the D and he just takes shots and he's, he's quite a good shooter. So I think he'll get some goals and uh, he's... He's got more creativity than a, few, a lot of the other players in the team, so I can only hope that. Yeah, but uh, Man United, are, you know, clearly a couple more players off off of, you know, a, t- a side that they, is going to start looking really good. Yeah, I mean, McTominay they've, and Pogba. They've got a top level midfielder, and now they've got a top level striker. So, uh, you know. Well, let's talk about Odin Nagato. What, Mark? What was your very? What was the first thought that came to your head when you heard? United signed Odin Nagato. What's the first thing you thought? Ah, uh, I don't know. Um, because we we had, it, it was like fantasy football. yeah no but I was like to be honest I I just think we need a striker and I, and like I, I didn't really because when Rashford is fit I, I see him as our starting striker at this point yeah, yeah. and I'm like well you don't if you're not going to get anyone who's who's world class in in January deadline day. Like, but you're just looking for, for to, a player to occupy the position, you know. Yeah. It's oh, he's played in the Premier League. He knows that you can just slip him in, sort of thing. Um, the thing how much you buy into that, I'm not so sure. Is he going to be allowed to play? Has he got the coronavirus? Oh, is my Jesus question. Um, they let he has to go into quarantine. Is it? He has to go into two weeks quarantine. Wow. Anyone coming into the UK from China has to go up to Liverpool to that big centre they've made. Yeah, but, but for two money weeks. talks though, don't it? Like, well, he, yeah, he won't be there. <laughs> just, I, I, I imagine he isn't though, and then he does get it and infects the whole of the Premier League. Wow. 
and then they call it off and Liverpool don't win the league. <laughs> That's the, the greatest move of all time for Money Gunner Social is to sign someone with the plague yeah. to ruin it the whole Send season. Send them to Liverpool. Send them to Liverpool. Uh, yeah, uh, what was your thought, Chris? Did you did you have a thought when when you saw Odin and Gunner being signed? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It's just odd because there's, 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 it, it's funny when certain signings happening and, you know, you'll see... You'll see uh, some of the rationale that's brought into it, um, because they're going to say like, "Oh yeah, you know, he's been in the Premier League." That's you know, like I said before, and he's got experience. They need a player that's going to um, uh, fit a space. They're not obviously looking for him to be fifteen, twenty goals a season type forward. They're just looking to occupy position. But the funny thing about it is, is that they'll look at the amount of goals that he's got in some really shitty leagues and be like he scored 15 goals in yeah. 20 games and be like oh he's really really good yeah but well, it, yeah. it's funny because he's such an unknown I know he played for Watford but reality is he, he, was it three seasons right? yeah and he was good at Watford but then he cashed in when he went to China yeah. like, I always worry I about players that have gone to China early in their career because you think are you really are you really brought in or uh, yeah. do you really care well like one of the things that was on, on the BBC website is um which is supposed to be like a positive. Is Barcelona tried to sign him twelve months ago, but they wanted that because they wanted to have that, that type of player. He turned them down, so he must be good. <laughs> he turned down Barcelona. Wow! Yeah. How much money must be getting? Oh must have been God. getting paid in China. Oh, yeah. As soon as this he virus going, came out, he thought, "Screw this, he, I'm out." He was going to that Barcelona B team, but he's not going to freaking sit in the ne- next to Messi and Suarez. Talking of Barcelona, yeah. can you believe Everton turned down eighty-five million for Richarlison from Barcelona? Yeah, eighty-five million, yeah. and they turned it down. Wow. Can, can, I, I mean, what are, what are Barcelona doing offering eighty-five million for Richarlison? What is that about? I know Suarez is out injured, but it honestly. is funny because I, I was looking at like Man United getting Igalo, Arsenal getting Cedric, Barcelona not being able to sign from Everton. Yeah, these What's once happened? great clubs. <laughs> too much money in football now that even like the B level clubs can can dictate to the bigger clubs no. Like, I mean, they think was this like a one-time offer where they said eighty-five million start, you know, starting price, and they're trying to do the negotiation game and say no, and then Barcelona just said, "Well, I'm not paying more than that done," and then they're like, "Oh no, we fucked up." I mean, maybe, but I think Ancelotti. I mean, look, Everton from being like relegation fodder a few weeks ago, two points behind behind Man United now in seventh or whatever it is. Obviously, great comeback yesterday again, but. Uh, I don't think they're taking any shit. He's literally just signed a five-year contract about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I think, Richarlison. Yeah. So that's why he's worth. He's got to, be, to buy no, him out. There's of that actually contract. no reason for them to sell him right now. No, and, but to no, buy except it, for money, like except for eighty-five million. And, and you would say, would could they who get they that in the buy? summer anyway? Yeah. Who are they, right. they going to? Mm. One thing is, with that much time left, who are they going to buy? They haven't really got a replacement for him, and they're like you said, money's so stupid in football now, particularly They'll in the Premier League. Then, they don't need eighty-five million. Let's be honest. But I'm not sure that they will get that again for Richarlison. I think that is... Uh, I mean, I know he's 21 and he's Brazilian, but that is a, a big a number. Bit, you know, you've got to respect it a little bit. They're like, oh no, we've got a young player and we want to build something with it. And it's very easy for clubs like Everton to be feeder clubs. So, no, I respect it. Um, just finally on Igalo, I was just looking up some of his stats. He scored 46 goals and 72 appearances in the Chinese Super League. Uh, he also got Prolific. 17 goals and 6 assists in 55 Premier League appearances for Watford, which is not actually that bad when you consider it. No, what no. I quite liked about what Solskjaer said yesterday, because um, my initial instinct was, 
what the fuck is that? What are they doing signing Agalo? But actually, when I heard his... I don't know if you heard his um, pre-match interview about it yesterday. No. He, he's like, I know Egalo well because he used to play in Norway in one of the, I can't remember what team it was, but he played there when he was manager of Mulder. He's like, I know him, I know his family, I know exactly what he's like. Um, he's a massive Man United fan. When we um, spoke to him, he jumped at the opportunity. So six months, it, it's just to the end of the season. We need cover. We need someone who can put the ball in the back of the net. And he will give his absolute all to this team. So I'm happy with that. I'd, I was like, do you I'd, know what? Actually, that all makes sense to me. In all honesty, it's one of those so random unknowns that there's an element of me that likes it. Because you're like, it's unknown. So there's, that means there is a chance it could work yeah. out. I'm like if we'd got Josh, if we'd got Josh King, I would not. I like out. Josh King a lot, but, but not you know time. what you're getting. Like you're, you're not going to be. There's not going to be an element of surprise of. Yeah. Uh, he's got. I rate Josh King quite highly. I'm, for his case, a bit pleased we didn't get him because he would have just ended up on our bench as fading away. I think he's yeah. Bournemouth's best player, but it's um. I kind of think of it a little bit like um just any kind of like master league, pro ego master league. You start your team off with just quick players. Yeah. Just hopefully they'll I'm do not sure Agala's that quick, but he, look, he, he looks it. <laughs> if you want his lifetime stats, he has scored 131 goals in 320 appearances across his career, yeah. which I don't care who you are or where you play, that includes the FA Cup, includes La Liga, includes Serie A, includes Championship, includes the Premier League. Um, that's not a bad turnout, to be honest. And um, how old is he? I he's 30. Yeah, I care about that because I think that's a bunch of bollocks. <laughs> no, because you've got... You the, love stats. The, the, the highest, the, the most um, goals scored by an international player was like some Iranian guy who scored like, played till he was 40 in all these friendlies, you know, part-time mailman. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you play Disrespectful to talk about yeah. Pele like that. Isn't it? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> bit much Chris no because there was a there was a female uh, just, there was a female Canadian player who got the most now and they were like she scored more goals in international football than any player that's ever lived and they listed up and like eight of the top ten were all women from women's uh, World Cups but they, and then there was like two men at the end and the men was like number seven or something like that I'm like she's not the greatest striker that's ever lived you know she is maybe for women's football but you know that's a story for another day uh, can I ask you about Christian Eriksen? So Christian Eriksen's obviously gone to Inter Milan. Yeah. From last year, he's, he's come down a peg, I would say. From last year, basically... Well, Inter Milan's like a mid-table Premier League well, team at the minute, in, aren't they? The, well, except that they're <clears> two <throat> boys behind Juventus about what to win the league. But it's, a, it's really bizarre, right? Because this time last year, he was going to go, and he was going to go to Real Madrid, or he was going to go to Barcelona. Like He was going to go and step up to the big team. He was a main man. What a fall from grace he's had. I mean, look, I like Conte. I like what he's doing at Inter. Although he's kind of just signing all Premier League players that he can get, which is fine. I was looking because they got like Ashley Young on one wing, Victor Moses on the other, yeah. Ericsson in the middle, Lukaku, Lukaku and Sanchez. Up Sanchez, front. you're like this yeah. is some failed Premier League team. But um, outside of the fact that everyone on Twitter went absolutely mad after Ericsson, uh, I don't know if you saw on his debut. So he came on for his debut. Literally, they get a free kick. Uh, just by the corner flag. So he comes on, takes free kick, hits the first man, goes out for a corner, takes a corner, hits the first man. Spurs fans going absolutely bonkers everywhere, loving life, going, ha ha, here's what you get. The guy who can't bo- uh, beat the first man. But I have to say, in his career, he's, I don't, I can't, I'm looking he's for the stats beat the here. first man. 1,700. Well, no, he is, I think he's second or third in the all-time assists Premier League um, <clears throat> list. He's, he's behind Kevin De Bruyne, but... He, he was a serious player for Spurs for well, a long time. Yeah. Well, I, I think 
I'm my current mindset on Ericsson is that I don't I don't think he's been uh, invested in Tottenham this season, I and I think that now that he's gone to a new club, I don't know if he actually if he was dreaming of going to Real Madrid or a different club, or he just wanted a new club. But I think he's still got it in him to go back to the Ericsson of old and be a top class player. But it's interesting his statement when he come when he's joined Inter Milan because he was saying how excited he is and everyone's made him feel welcome. He goes, the numbers say that I did really well in England. It's now time to start a new challenge. So, so he's kind of like, I don't know, it's like he's trying to convince himself and others that he's still a good player and that he's going to do well. But Yeah, I mean, he, was, he was a good player eight months ago. You don't, like, only some players really declined that Well, that's quickly. why I think it was because like Torres, he just wasn't Sanchez. interested. Yeah. Yeah, some players he's not, old, have he's not that old yet. Like, he's, he's 28, 28 yeah. but he's not... 31, like Sanchez, 32, where he's suddenly kicking off, hitting a cliff, like you said. Um, talking of Spurs transfers, Danny Rose went, Danny to, Newcastle. went to Newcastle. It went well under the radar. Yeah. I missed Very that strange. completely. Yeah. What a signing for Newcastle but that, that is. Was that online? I've, I've got that there. Um, what a signing for Newcastle that is. Uh, is yeah, it? it's loan. Well, it's better it's, than what they've got, right? Well, I think Rose it's online, is, first of all. Well, for, it's good for Danny Rose because he's thinking, yeah. I've got the Euros, yeah. I need to get playing. He's been out of favour since Mourinho's been in the And I know you hate Steve Bruce, but he seems to be doing all right at Newcastle. I don't hate Steve Bruce. I hate Steve Bruce. Man United legend. Well, Chris hate hates him. You hate Man United, so. But he seems to be doing quite well at Newcastle. Yeah. They seem to just be ticking along. And this is actually a decent signing for them. Oh, that's a, that's a great sign. No, Danny Rose is a good player, and I think Newcastle, even Spurs, is a really good club for his type of level. He's not a he's not a great England international. He'll probably work his way in if he's get a, you know good yeah. games. He'll maybe. Be but we're thriving in right backs, like the left backs. We need a few more. Like, well, talking seen... of that, Cedric to Arsenal, anybody? He's not he's not well, playing right today, back. is he? No, he's not. But he, he plays. He can play left and right. Captain. Back. Yeah, they wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted, Oh, they want to cover him out right back as well because um, part of uh, part of signing him, they were just talking about how we've got a bit of a deficit at right back because well, Ainsley Maitland is right not a right and then, back, and Bellerin's been injured for the most part. But Saka is also not a left back, and Tierney, I don't know how long he's out for, but hopefully he'll come Does back. Does Tierney soon. strike you as a player who may never be fully? Uh, not no. yet because he's only been he came to the club with an injury. Yeah, and I don't think historically before that. I'd have to look it up. I don't think he had, was a player. That he wasn't a player with injuries at all. So hopefully not. It's always worrying when a young player comes into a, into a team and they can't seem to get fit. But he came in unfit anyway. So you know they bought they bought him literally injured. Like he had a knee injury. Yeah. He hadn't played in months. They knew it, but they wanted to buy him in the window. They probably rushed him back. Like we, a couple of games, the game I went to with you, he was, he was brilliant, and he, he is a great player. Like. The, the debate in Scotland has always been who do you play at left back Robertson or Tierney like that's how good he's been for Celtic that they're not sure whether Robertson is better than him at left back now we all know Robertson's probably the best left back in the league so I think that that gives you an indication of the kind of level that Tierney's at I just I agree with you I don't think he's been fit yet I really hope he comes back and, and does well I happily he's have young, not played the rest like, of the season to, to get better for next season yeah. so. and I think Cedric can fill a hole there Another one, another transfer that went completely under the radar that I just thought was a bit odd. You see, Leicester signed Ryan Bennett, Bennett. from Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. I only noticed that yesterday when he wasn't in the team. I thought it was weird that Wolves sold him because I'm like, like Leicester, Leicester have been they, flying they, they at the start of the season. Him. He's on loan. Yeah, but it's weird. a loan move, yeah. except for the, um, the like. There's there's some players that have been signed like Lacelso, but they were already on loan. Yeah, but a lot of these moves that have happened, they're lonely moves. Lonely moves. Lonely. I tell you what, it was a great signing. Aaron Moy, Brighton have uh, made that official from Huddersfield, and he is—he's a good player. 
Uh, yeah, no, yeah, good for them. But again, it's kind but of like I Celtic. just thought, yeah, the the Leicester to um, Bennett. Bennett was just because I know Leicester started the season really well, but they're going to dwindle down the league a bit. Wolves are chasing them. Like, but Bennett's not really been playing for them. It's yeah, season, but so. it's it's like a direct rival. Like it, you it would is, say, is Wolves and Leicester. Well, Leicester have sort of put, pushed themselves into the top six. But like they're the teams that were likely to push themselves. Well, into this the is top where six. I mean, we I don't know if we can get this information, but this is where you have to really get into the stipulations of a loan move because they're not just going to give a player like Bennett to a direct rival just because they want Bennett to play or they're trying to do it. Maybe they are. Maybe they're just trying to be nice guys and because he's not getting the playing time. Or maybe there's some stipulations where all right, we don't want to take on his wage while he's gone, so you guys pay or we pay half and half and. I think once you start looking into those types of things, you might be able to get a better understanding. But I think we're giving too much time to Ryan Bennett. No, I'm just saying, you brought it up. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, one other transfer I wanted to talk about, which has probably gone under the radar. Which you No, we spoke about him. Um, which is absolutely vital for any FPL player here, is Sheffield United's signing of Sander Berger, who's the guy from Genk, the Norwegian. Okay. Um, that it, he will effectively mark the end of our Lundstrom monopoly no, in the FPL. Don't say that because uh, he he's a great player, Sanderberger. He is he's young. He's about six foot four. He's a really odd looking midfielder, but he is an excellent midfielder, and it is a brilliant coup for Sheffield United to sign him because there was talk of some of the big. What? I was just seeing the tweet they did for Sander. Oh, we're watching it. That's our incoming tweet uh, notification. <laughs> yeah, our one tweet of the year. Yeah. Thanks, good. Um, but but he's, this is a really interesting signing. So he started yesterday in place of Lundstrom because that's where he plays. Uh, and unfortunately, I think that is going to be the end of the Lundstrom uh, success story for FPL this year. But that's all right. Um, he's but been playing excellent for them. He has, but Sandberger is, yeah. is a really exciting young player. Um, he was at Genk. How much did he cost? 4.4? Um, I actually don't know, but he's not a defender. He'll be down as a midfielder. Oh, that's uh, actually, we can, we can have a quick look. Uh, he is currently priced... You sure Jack Rodwell won't get in ahead of him? <laughs> he's currently priced at five million, but he is a midfielder, yeah, but he's not, not a defender. A defender. So Jesus Christ! That, and Lundstrom is five point one. So anyway, um, I think that's. Well, I bought him at four point four, so or four point oh. Sorry. Yeah, me too. And um, they let Ravel Morrison go. Yeah, I saw that. Shocker. R.I.P. To, to go to Middlesbrough for Sheffield what? Ravel Morrison played for Sheffield United. Yeah. He was on their books. Yeah. He, he went there for one last try, and now they're going to Middlesbrough to give him one. I'm like, how many last this, tries does he? This get? guy hasn't even actually played well in his career. Like, he got hyped. He got hyped. Uh, West Ham. Didn't he? he got hyped up at Man United as the best youngster of that group. Like, even Rio Ferdinand said it. Like when they had the youth team. Like and Pogba was, oh, he in was it. the best player. He in said it. Ravel Morrison was head and shoulders above everyone in that youth team. And the guy's lived lived off that career. He's gone club to club. <laughs> just... Do you know how much money he's probably made as well with transfer, yeah. transfer fees and all sorts? Um, so the question I wanted to ask you both, one of the questions today, was who do you think has had the best transfer window? Newcastle. No. Just because of Danny Rose? Yeah, no. Um, who's had the best one? Oh, that's, a, that's a difficult one because I'm not sure. It's, I think it's really difficult to see if any of these moves are going to have a direct net positive. Like, it's hard to predict it. In so the, you're well, talking look, look Premier League Arsenal, only. Right? So Ars- if we go Arsenal... Yeah, and the, Arsenal needed some defensive cover and they've gone and got Cedric and they've gone and got this, uh, got this Pablo unknown bloke. Mari. Pablo Mari. Who, who is he? Like? <laughs> who is it's he? It's the new Martinelli. <laughs> yeah. 
To be fair, Mari, so Mari played under Arteta and Pep at City a few seasons ago, but only in the youth yeah, team. Yeah. Never actually made an appearance. Yeah. Um, so Pep, uh, so Arteta must know him. He, he does, must yeah. know he's got the right sentiment, like right mentality. And I think that's, to be honest, what Arsenal have been missing a bit is the right the people with the right mentality that are going to fight. So I if he's a half decent player, also been an issue. But if he's a half decent player and he's got the right attitude, then great. You know, he's probably going to do better than Mustafi has. Um, so I think Arsenal have had a pretty good one. Yeah, but I, I think Man U, like just the fact they got Fernandez, which is someone they actually went for. Yeah. So, <laughs> well done, Edward. No, but <laughs> you is that like one. you say? It, but like, I don't think Arsenal started the transfer window planning to get Cedric. I don't no, think, I agree. Like, I agree. Potentially, Sheffield United did want Hamburger, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> potentially, uh, I'm trying to think who else might have got. Uh, who who signed Samata? Was that? Oh, Aston Villa, Aston yeah. Aston Villa, yeah. So he looked like one they actually tried to get. So he scored yesterday. A couple of them, a couple of them I'm like, well, actually, they seem to have got sign-ins they were intending to go for. And I have to say, Liverpool, um, they got their business done in December, as as seems to be what happens when you're a well-run club. Does anyone else really get pissed off that Liverpool, not only are really good at football and winning everything, they also seem to be really well-run, which is really annoying? Well, no, because they've taken it. They're only really well run recently, and you could even argue that it's the like club. Same club that paid fifty million for Carroll. So yeah, but well, yeah, yeah, I mean now, I mean so all of a sudden now, I like, just think they've got a manager who's getting a tick out of every. Like I think you could chuck in players like Lalana at any other top team, and he'd be awful. Yeah. Like so, this Minami- Minamino. <clears throat> There it, signs. Yeah. Origi. They couldn't even give him to anyone two years ago, and and True. like so. I think I think Klopp is getting a real tick out of players who other clubs might have just given up on. So the thing the, the thing with Liverpool, I think they've had quite a good um, window because there's been no talk of any of their players going. There's always historically there was talk of Mane, there was talk of Salah, like Real Madrid's and Barcelona's coming for uh, them, and that always no happens, one's going to leave Liverpool right no, now. Yeah, right now, <laughs> like, no one is. This... Um, but they they got their business done literally first day of the transfer window opens and they signed Minamino, who they already had the pre-contract signed. Now yeah. they've obviously got they, he they've done their research. Very good though, does he? He's going to get anyone watched. I don't know if you remember Fabinho I, when uh, he when he first on, came. He, he came that he came on. I've seen him. It might have been his first match where he came on. I don't know if there was like seventy-eighth minutes somewhere. Like yeah, I, he didn't really offer much, but I mean that's what ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes is really. Yeah. He look, it happened with Fabinho. It's happened with Cato, who's still not quite got there yet. It's happened with a lot of players where I think they identify the kind of player they want in the position that's the kind of attitude. He is a like for like Firmino, where where he was playing before. His name's Mamino. <laughs> Minamino, yeah. But that, when if you look at how he played uh, in his previous clubs, he basically played that false nine role. He dropped deep. He uh, connects the strike the wingers. He they identified him. Went there's another player who looks good enough. He's young. We can get him for cheap, and he can potentially cover Firmino when he's not there. Because let's be honest, when Firmino doesn't play, they are a different team. Well, do you know? Sorry, do you know who um, this Tottenham striker is? Uh, Steven Bergwijn. Bergwijn. Oh, Bergwijn. of course, Bergwijn. Yeah, I forgot to talk about. Because if, about if, if 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 he's any good, then they probably have had the best transfer with him because they got rid of a player that didn't necessarily want to be in there. They've well, signed Lascelles. Rose. They've got couple, Rose, yeah. Ericsson, and Walker Peters. See, Lascelles is an odd one because they signed him and they they're signed. like. Is it just because they committed? Because it like, let's face it, he hasn't really hit the ground right. But if you if you go on your idea of um, Man United signing a player that they wanted, they've signed the player that they wanted too for yeah. a longer term deal, and they've got a new striker as well. And they, especially if if um, 
Kane isn't playing so well. Maybe it's a bit more of a, a, a direct challenge. Well, well Bergwijn isn't a number nine. I mean, he's a winger. Um, which is why it was a bit odd because he's he's basically going to play. I mean, he's sort of a replacement for Ericsson in that Ericsson was playing sort of a left of a of a three, yeah. so he could definitely play there more effectively. I mean, he's he's been far too good for the Eredivisie for far too long. Bergwijn he plays in the um, Dutch national team. He's he was a bit of a wonder kid there. Not sure attitudinally if he's quite right. Apparently he's he's a bit he's a bit of Memphis type, but. Then again, so are most of the Dutch teams, so I think you just take that with it. But he's a good player, he scores goals, he's fast. I don't know if it's exactly what Spurs needed, but I mean... There's more attacking players, I guess. It's always good to get more attacking players, more options. Yeah, I mean, if I were them, I'd, I'd be signing a right-back. I mean, you got rid of Trippier, well, now I got rid of Walker There's Peters. one thing we know about Mourinho, is he can take a winger and play him right-back. That's true. <laughs> That's, <laughs> uh, That's, do you know what? That's not a great shout. That is exactly what he's going to do with Bervine. Where do you play? I'm up front, sir. All right, centre-back. Go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mourinho. Can I ask a question with you? No. Of course you can. No worries. Um, cool. Next week. That was it. Yeah, next week. I'll <laughs> talk next week. No, um... Because I, I feel like there's been some discussion in, in the past about it. But what do you think about the January transfer window as a whole? Like, is it something that, that you like or think is necessary? I like it. I, I like transfer windows. I'd almost extend it and make it so you could only change managers in the transfer window. <laughs> so the transfer window, actually, I can't remember the, the year, but it, you'd be shocked when you... Well, I found out the other day when the transfer window was invented. Because, like, before it... And it was after the Premier League was invented. So I think it was late 90s when the concept of a transfer window came about. The January could, one, you mean? No, no, just the transfer window. It used to be you could do transfers at any time of the year. And all the Premier League clubs, kind of led by Alex Ferguson, actually, to be fair at the time, all got together and went to the Premier League and PMOL or whatever they are and said, we can't do this. Like We're planning for a season here. I can't be having players leaving halfway through and yeah. it's disruptive. So they came up with this concept of having a... Um, transfer window in the summer that was where all your business gets done then you know you've got your team for the season then you can do it every summer then later a few years down the line they then introduced the winter one because it was like actually if we get four or five injuries we're screwed because we can't sign anyone for years so then then they opened up the loan system and went okay that can extend because you can still get players on loan even now even though we're in yeah. Feb um, and now everyone's talking about well actually maybe we go back to before I don't know that you're going to get a right answer but for me I quite like the window in that at least like you know where you are yeah I, I don't like this. It's the same reason they moved the the summer one to finish early. Was uh, I don't like players being like I'm about to leave on Monday, but we've got a game on Saturday, and then being benched. Like under Van Gaal, there was one season we missed out on top four on goal difference, and we drew the first three out of the four games of the season because the Hayer didn't play. Yeah, and you're like. Just little things like that make such such a big difference to the whole season. So Mar- Mares didn't play for four or five games when Leicester didn't let him go. There's been loads of examples yeah. where they just don't play because they weren't allowed to go. Because it starts at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get that like in the NBA, they basically start the season and then the transfer period closes around this time around February. But it's opened essentially the first half of the season. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think I quite like that. Um, I feel like there should be, I don't know, there's something about the January transfer window which bothers me in the fact that it's not, I don't think it's overly exciting, 
January is not. I mean, uh, there's um, there's a good podcast. Uh, Simon Jordan, who's the ex uh, Palace Palace guy, he's actually really good. If you're listening, he's really honest. He's a bit of a dick, but he hates Arsenal fan TV. He he hates everything, (laughs) that guy. But he's really honest, and when you hear him in interviews, or he has his own show on Talksport, and he's got a podcast, it's actually really interesting because he's kind of lived that. And he was a chairman. He said the January transfer window. He doesn't know any club ever that's made any good money or real good signings by one or two maybe in history yeah. in January it just doesn't happen and it's because you're either not planned for it or you're you're buying because it's urgent to try and fix a problem or you're not having a great season so yeah. you're coming into a it bad does, club it's a transfer window it does work sometimes it doesn't work others so like I think you should Manu play. obviously got Ever and Vidic who were Liverpool got Suarez Suarez but as I yeah. said it's a handful right? it doesn't happen very often United also got Sanchez and look how that turned out so it can be good, it can be bad. But um, I don't love the January transfer window. Um, I think there's probably been more transfers than I thought there would be, to be fair. And I didn't think there'd be that many this season, this year. But There's not loads, though. It's a lot of loans. It's not a lot of signings. But yeah. I, don't, I just thought it was an interesting one. OK. Uh, one final thing on transfers. Uh, my favourite transfer of the entire yeah, window. Yeah, Bruno Fernandes. Well, Jesus. no, actually. It's Erling Braut Haaland. Of course, uh, who? So, who? talking of players who, uh, of teams who had a good window, um, Dortmund managed to get basically the hottest property in global football right now, which is the youngest, most impressive striker the history uh, in the history oh. of the world. <laughs> if you if you listen to uh, the media, um, Haaland has hit the ground running, shall we say? So the guy is now currently top goal scorer in the Champions League still because he scored in every. Uh, Every game he played in the Champions League, including against Liverpool. Um, so when that comes back back around, that'd be interesting because obviously he's gone Leipzig to Dortmund. He can play. He's allowed to play. Is he? Yeah. Is he yeah, not cup tied? No, apparently he's allowed to play. Um, and uh, he's now scored seven goals in his first three appearances, including a hat trick on his debut, wow. where he only played for twenty four minutes. The guy is just a machine. He's Dorm- an absolute Dorm- machine. in the Champions League still. Yeah, they're playing PSG. And are you sure he can play? I'm pretty certain he can play. I'm not going to say 100%, but <clears throat> there was a lot of talk of it, so I don't see why not. There's talk of people saying he's going to be the Champions League top goal scorer. So. I saw that hat-trick when he got it. It wasn't the most impressive hat-trick. But that, that's not the point. He's on the pitch 20 minutes, and he's just he's just there. What I was really impressed with he's was his... Be a Debbie Downer. But what I was really impressed with in his second game, again, he came on with 30 minutes to go, got two goals, but his second goal was just a classic... Number nine, like for ninety minutes. But he, he's he's so weird. Like he's six foot four. He's huge, but he's rapid. He's got really really good uh, touch for a big man. Um, everyone's the, the way people describe him. Everyone says that he was a late bloomer. So normally the big bulky like number nines like Wesley style at Aston Villa aren't particularly good with their feet because they've never had to be because they're huge. Mm. He was a late bloomer, so he was actually a really technical, gifted, fast player, and then suddenly shot up late in his teens. So actually, he's kind of got everything, which is why everyone's so excited about him. But I think Dortmund was an excellent move, and yeah, people are saying they might have spent up to eighty-five million on him, but I think they're going to prove that cheapest that's chips, probably you know. cheapest chips for Doesn't someone even like get that. you Richarlison. Exactly. Um, so for me, I think that was uh, probably the he'll best only be there transfer. Two, he'll only be there two years. Oh yeah, for sure. When go to Madrid or Barcelona. Yeah. yeah well, because sure. he signed on a four-year deal, and he's at, part of the reason he went Dortmund is because Dortmund were the only club who agreed to give his agent a sell-on fee. Yeah. So his agent gets fifteen percent of whatever they sell him for. Wow. So like no other club would would do that. So Dortmund did it. So 
you've got an agent who's going to get fifteen percent of your sell-on fee, and you're on a four-year deal. You'll get you'll get them you'll get them you get the most money two years left on your contract. Yeah. So that tells me not this summer next. Oh, he's sure. agent because if for he's sure. agent knows if I get two hundred million for him, I'm getting thirty percent of that. Like, that's, that, that's... Don't worry, like Dortmund are a big team. Like, Dortmund are in the Champions League every year. They they could win the Bundesliga this year. Like they're, they're a big-ish team. They're just not that top top. They're not a Bayern Munich. They're not a Real Madrid. They're not. I just think to do so with the size of the got, club. Yeah, but like... he knows he's got another move. Like this isn't his ultimate move. He's got a big move to one of the best clubs in the world. Yeah, for his he's twenty he's twenty one. Well, ultimately, I the think that's kid. what put other clubs off is. You're signing someone who's already putting it like fair play to Haaland because he's going to be a millionaire, like multi. He's a multi-millionaire at 21 because he's been moving and he already, as you say, he knows he's moving on in two years. So he puts in the the seeds now to know when he moves in two years. He's got he's a smart management the team because the, the reason he went to, when he went to Red Bull Leipzig, he could have gone to a few other places. Dortmund were after him then. He could have gone to a few places and he knew Red Bull, like um, not Leipzig, Red Bull Salzburg, sorry, and RB Salzburg are like the the feeder club for Leipzig and also for basically all the other. Like you got Timo Werner came from there, Minamino from Liverpool. They've just taken him. There's loads of players that come out of there. Naby Keita, Mane, loads of players that come out of Salzburg. It's just the unbelievable churn of players, yeah. and it's because it's all set up around how Red Bull have it's done good. their training. So. That was a really smart move from his dad, who, who's part of his management team. But that's went, what they're saying. He's his dad knows how it works. Yeah, so yeah. He he'll be like a Nicholas Anelka. He'll make so much money from transfers. He'll and be he'll score he'll everywhere be, he goes. He'll but be good for clubs, get, but he won't ever be like loved from, by a single club. What do you mean from transfers? Players don't get a percentage. Signing on bonus, of course. You yeah, he would. Uh, like this guy knows that what he's doing. Like that's why he'll be moving clubs every few years. Like he, the, re- the reason players let their contracts run down is they know. If your contract runs out, then you can go to a club and go, look, you don't have to buy out my contract. So that money you were going to pay, just pay it straight to me as a signing on bonus, please. In fact, I'll take half of that. And they will. And yeah. That's exactly what happened with Sanchez, exactly what happened with Ericsson. That's why they'll wait until their contract is that. And it's risky. You get an injury, you're screwed, right? No one's going to buy you and you've got no thing. But if you back yourself, the signing on bonuses are absolutely monstrous. Anyway, that's enough transfer talk for one week. Yeah. <laughs> um, shall we go on to my game? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> So um, this week I was thinking about uh, taking the opportunity of the fact that we never talk about Football Index on this bloody programme, <laughs> even though uh, it's probably the biggest talk on Twitter at the moment. My Twitter, anyway. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. There's a couple of things going on on Twitter. It's <laughs> this trans epidemic. This um, but I thought uh, we'd I'd introduce a new game Sweet. that potentially... Potentially could make a few appearances. Football Index's Price is Right. And if those of you who remember um, the Brucey bonus used to get watching Price is Right on ITV, Bruce Forsyth, then you may or may not be familiar with higher or lower. Just sprinkling it. You're just higher or lower in this game. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to need to uh, get it up here because obviously I couldn't write down prices. I couldn't write down prices because they change so regularly. So I'm going to just get the... Uh, thing up here so the game is higher or lower here's what I'm going to ask uh, really simply you've got five uh, I'm going to ask you six questions each and I'm simply going to name two players you have to tell me who is higher priced easy yeah yeah who wants to go first go on let Mark go first okay Mark uh, and by the way these theoretically get harder although I don't really know um, we'll see yeah, how much that's you what know. she said yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll see how well you uh, yeah. understand how football index works. So, uh, Mark, we're starting off nice and easy. Who is more expensive, Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo? It's got to be Messi. Is that your final no. answer? Yeah. No. The answer is Lionel Messi. No. Messi he's younger. Messi like, is currently priced Ronaldo at £5.16. £5. Messi's £16 like two years per share. younger. Ronaldo is £3.16 oh. per share. Huge amount less. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo used to be more than Messi. Oh, because Ronaldo could but... be retired in two, three years. You're like... Mark's got, Mark's got the game. Mark's got it. He's understood it. Um, cool. Chris. Go for it. Mbappe or Messi? Um, well based on the principles we've just gone through. Surely it's Mbappe, so I'm going to go Mbappe. Mbappe is correct. He is indeed the fourth highest priced player on the football index. He's only 17 and a half years old as well. He is £6.83 versus Lionel Messi's £5.16. That is one pocket money he gets from his mum. One each. These should start off um, easy and get harder. Mark. Yeah. Jadon Sancho or Raheem Sterling. Who is more expensive? Oh, See, I would have said Sancho at the start of the season. Who's younger? But, uh, it's not always the youngest, but it is a consideration. But they're both, you know, they're all right aged. Yeah, I'd say I would have said Sancho at the start of the season, but obviously he's faded off a bit. But I'll stick with Sancho. Yeah, I'm not sure that he's faded off a bit. Uh, he scored again yesterday in a five-nil win and got three and got three assists. The guy's got 18 goals and like 14 assists this yeah, season. He has been. Uh, he has been. He is, in fact, the, Sancho is, in fact, the second highest priced player on Football Index. He yeah. is £7.94. See, Football 94. Index is weird because it's got nothing to do with quality. It's oh, just I don't like... know about that. Jaden Sancho is quality. He's doing well. Uh, yeah, he's not he, the second best player in the so world. So he is, in fact, uh, just <laughs> over a pound more expensive than Raheem Sterling. So Sterling's still up there, um, but Sancho is higher. So that's correct. 2-1 mark. Chris. Yeah. Who is higher priced? Erling Braut Haaland. Yeah. Or Harry Kane? It's going to be... Harland. Are you sure? Yes. You are correct. Just. He's only just gone above Harry Kane this week. Because um, we've been talking about him. And because Kane's injured. The media. And because Kane, Kane is injured and because Harland's been smashing in goals. Harland's gone up. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what ridiculous percentage this week is. Nonsense. It's about 50, well, you can't get 60. More than 100%. So. Yeah, you can. Agala went up 300% this week. 300%. Anyway, was he even on the index? He was on like 30p. Oh. <laughs> and obviously he was in China. And obviously now he's gone up and massively. 30p will get you a long way in China. Um, it was correct. It was Haaland. He's about, he's, um, about 50p more expensive currently. This game's easy, isn't and, it? Uh, two, two, two each we've got. <laughs> two each. All right. Uh, Mark, who is more expensive? Rashford or Trent Alexander-Arnold? I'm going to go with Rashford. Ooh. The answer is Trent Alexander-Arnold. He is the third highest priced player on the oh football index. He is £7.27 and Rashford is injured. Nothing's going for him. Rashford is £4.78. He's still high. He's still top 10. Actually, yeah, top 12 now. But, um, so it's 2-2 two, two still. Chris, James Madison or Jack Grealish? Who is oh, higher? Dee, 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 dee. That's a tough one. Tough one. Oh, I'm going to go for James Madison. 
Okay, so James Madison. Yeah. This is an incredibly close one. They're right next to each other. James Madison is a little bit higher yeah. than Jack Grealish. He's £4.71. Yeah. Jack Grealish is £4.44. Killing it. Three, but I reckon if you give us another two weeks, Grealish will be higher. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah of course. 3-2 to Chris. Mark. Salah or Mane? Who's higher? Nice, nice. Nice. I'll go with Salah. Oh, No. The answer is Mohamed Salah. Oh. He's £4.12. He's just making the top 20. Mane is £3.7. He's just Bargain. making the top 40. Bargain. 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 I told you this thing makes no sense. <laughs> uh, that is free all. I'd have Mane over Grealish any day of the week. <laughs> Chris, Bruno Fernandes or Kevin De Bruyne? Ooh, this transfer might change things massively. Bruno Fernandes or Kevin this De Bruyne? This is as of today, by the way. I'm going to go, I'm still going to stick with the man, Kevin De Bruyne. Correct. If I'd asked you this yesterday, it would have been Bruno Fernandes. But because of that yesterday's performance, he's dropped about 40p. Hey. So Kevin De Bruyne is £5.18. Bruno Fernandes is £4.87. Oh, I'm kidding. So 4-3. 4-3 three. Three to Chris. Mark, Nicolas Pepe or Gabriel Martinelli? Ooh. Who's higher? <sighs> It should be Martinelli, but I'm going to go with Pepe. It actually shouldn't be Martinelli, based on everything you've just said, but carry on. The answer is Martinelli, by quite some way. Martinelli is £3.82. Yeah. Pepe is rubbish. He is currently the 23rd highest-priced highest highest player. Mark has picked to be the Pepe hater, hasn't he? He has. Since yeah. day one, not even giving the guy a chance. Have I have His, I been wrong Mark so far? Pepe is Danny to Man United. Like, I just spotted is, straight away. I was like, this just, guy can't play football. So you, you've dug into this take and you're going to stick with it. And it's annoying. I respect it's like, it, but at some point it's going to change. And when it does change, he's not going to change. Call it here now. Uh, I can't even find Pepe on this list. Oh, there he is. He's 49th. He's £2.76. Hey, that's a good price. That's a bargain. Yeah, wait until he gets good. Chris, never get good. Put your money on him then. I have money. Put on your money him. On I actually him. have money on him because I think that's a good price. You got anyway. too much money. Uh, <laughs> Chris, Gabriel Jesus or Sergio Aguero? Who's higher? How the fuck does that work out? Right? Has to be. He <laughs> <laughs> just come back from injury though. Oh my god, this is. I'm going for Aguero. You're going for Aguero. He's too old though. I'm going for Aguero. You sure? Yeah. So, Gabriel Jesus... Why would you ask that stupid question? Well, so Sergio Aguero is £1.65. Oh, my days. Gabriel Jesus... He's got to be more than that. Is more than that, £2.58. Quite a lot. Too old. Too old, Sergio Aguero. He's great value. £1.68. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Mark, who is higher? Kieran Tierney or Benjamin Mendy? Both injured right now. What's the score? 4-3. It's 4-3 to yeah. Chris. Um, I'm going to go with Tierney. Tierney is £1.63. Wow. Mendy is £1.55. You're correct. It is right. Tierney. Chris, Chris, this is for the win. win. It. Have you got a tiebreaker? I have as well. Right. Um, Chris, and I hope, you've been keeping, I hope you've been keeping track of these prices because the, the tiebreaker is to guess a price. Yeah, quite. Chris, who is higher? Jamie Vardy or Lacazette? Oh, that's a good one. Such a good question in, in general. Who's better? Um, uh, I'm going to have to go for Jamie Vardy. 
Going for Jamie Vardy. I'd have gone Lacazette. Jamie Vardy is one pound forty-four. That's not good. <laughs> Lacazette. It's £1.38. It's oh. correct. Bang! Let's go. Chris wins it at the it's death. It's the party party over here. Chris wins it at the death by 6p. Yeah. Oh. Vardy is more expensive than Lacazette. Bang. That is uh, that's a big win. Um, the, Massive win. The tiebreaker was going to be what price is Paul Pogba? £2.33. I would have gone £3.89. Paul Pogba is the sixth highest priced player on the index at £6.20. Make no sense, these prices. It feels like what causes prices to go down is when people who are you buying don't get shares. The game, like. Yeah, you've got to know the rules. In fact, I mean, basically, if you look at the top players, in the top 20, you've got Sancho, no, no, you've got Alexander like... Arnold, Sterling, you've got Haaland, you've got Rashford, Madison, Grealish, Werner. Mason Greenwood, you've got Depay, you've got uh, Kai Havertz, Martinelli, Cullen Hobson of Doy, Reese James, Phil Foden. Like these are all young, like under twenty-one year olds. That's what I mean. It's with like, massive it's people who don't watch career. football, and that's like why. That's fine. That's it's why, not like, that you don't watch football. It's just the value is you're you're basically you you buy shares easy, and you own them for three years before you have to sell. People are looking at this and going, well, over the next few years, who's likely to return me more money in my investment? Younger players, right? It's That's just, why they just, yeah, it's not, tend it's not to have more value. Thing, is it? But, um, question, who do you think number one on Football Index is? Because I haven't mentioned him. Number one. Uh, it's going to be Henderson, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's not been one? mentioned. Who's number one? Who's potentially one of the biggest names in football? I'd go Neymar. Neymar. I was just going to say Neymar. It is Neymar. He is by far and away the king of the index. Currently £8.69. Because he's uh, probably got a move coming in. He's top of the index for God knows how long. Good player, young player. Not that young, but yeah, young enough. Um, Good. How was that? Fun game? Yeah, I love winning. That's two weeks in a row for me. I'm killing it over here. Good work. I'd like to see some more inventiveness in our games than higher and lower. Well, this was Price is Right. It's the guy who's done pointless the last four games these days. I've done pointless. I've done the time one. Listen, it's I'm not having any of this. This was from YouTube every week. Price is Right. It's a completely different game. It's a completely yeah. different game. It's just higher and lower. The research I had to do for my higher and lower was incredible. Ah, God. Right. Anyway, um, shall we talk results league this week? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Mark, you're... Um, your 2-0 Arsenal to beat Burnley isn't looking that great at the moment. It's 0-0 at half time. No, Arsenal never look great, they're, they're, but they might nick a win. Ah, that's true. Um, Chris, congratulations. You went for Sheffield United to win away at Crystal Palace. I did. Should have um, gone for the 1-0. You went for 2-0, mm. but um, you got the uh, away, fixture. away fixture. So you got one point for the results and one point for the bonus. We're getting up there. Um, I went for Aston Villa to beat Bournemouth. That did not happen. Bournemouth beat Aston Villa. That is another so hard round. to judge Bournemouth. Ah, oh, it's just impossible. <laughs> just randomly come up. We've been we haven't scored for four games. So let's just score four goals. <laughs> yeah. Just ridiculous. And Mark, uh, we can't give you any points just yet because the game. Adam, Adam, they're guaranteed. That's a guaranteed four points. That's... Absolutely not going to happen. Um, Chris, have you decided on your results league choice this week? I have actually. Well, Who would you like to go for? So. Um, I'm going to go for another away fixture. Yep. And I'm going to go for it. So I need to make sure I've just got the... 
was going to say something there. No, I was just going to say these fixtures are next weekend. So there are fixtures on the 8th. But it's a really what, odd what's game happened week. happened here? Is there like games in between? So, like, so basically, we've now got a winter break <laughs> coming yeah. up. It's so so there is two games on Saturday the 8th. Then there's two games on Sunday the 9th. Then there's like nothing for a week. And there's one game on Friday, two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, one on the Monday, then nothing for a week. It's really bizarre. But I don't really know what's that? going that on. That makes no sense. It's because they're trying to give all teams a almost two-week break. I mean, it's players. nice, I guess. And, and hopefully they'll show as many games as possible. Which well, they are all on TV. Every single one of them. Wow. Yeah, because well, yeah, like Manu's got 16 days off, did they say or something? Yeah, the next game is away at Chelsea on the 17th of Feb. It's already beat Chelsea it's twice a Monday this night season. Kickoff. I know. Can't do it again. Me, yeah. So um, after um, after their record, their great signing of a powerful young centre forward, I'm going to go for Man United to beat Chelsea away from home with an Igalo brace, and they're going to be two one. Manchester United two, Chelsea one. You're going for an Igalo brace. That is that would be yeah. massive. Yeah. Um, Hit the ground running. I need to check. It says check spelling mark. Can you find out? Oh, Man, Man U. Yeah, Man United. Got it. Cool. Um, I, this week, um, realised I haven't gone for Spurs, so I'm going to go for Spurs to win away at Villa. And I'm going to go for 3 1. Mark, what are you going for? Well, I need to pick Man City to lose, but they've, they're playing West Ham, so there's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no chance in hell. I also need Everton to lose, who are playing Crystal Palace. So what's happened to Roy Hodgson? Oh, ah, so someone hacked into one of the Athletic uh, journalists' account yesterday and started writing <laughs> on the Athletic all about how I did wonder, Roy Hodgson someone would said he, quit. Yeah, because I was trying to find the news today. I was like, oh, no one's reporting on Hodgson quitting. Fake news. It's fa- I just can't believe so anything. You happen. can't believe anything these days. You should get a refund. Happen. Wait, so yeah. it didn't happen? No. Do you know... Do you know did you hear it from? It was on, well, it was all over Twitter because um, a proper journalist... With the blue tick and everything, was tweeting all about how blue in the next don't mean anything in the next hour. Yeah, but he's a journalist for the a Athletic professor. as well. He he's writes. A... He's he's the Crystal Palace journalist for the Athletic. He writes every week articles. He runs the forums and he tweets in an hour. There'll be a press conference and they're going to announce that um, Roy Hodgson is quitting. And uh, it wasn't true. It's fake news. So yeah, we all fell for that one. Um, I didn't. I did think it was odd. Like, why would he leave? But anyway. Um, who have you gone for, Mike? Have you gone for Everton? Uh, I was going to do Palace to beat Everton. No Ooh. chance. Well, well, what are you going for? Away fixture. What are you going for? Yeah, I'm going Crystal Palace. Uh, it's the first, first, week of, first game of the game week. You're going to have a week and a half to wait to see how we've done. <laughs> yeah. Crystal Palace are going to beat Everton away. Woo! 2-1. Woo! Absolutely no chance. Oh, it might happen. No yeah. chance. They are better away from home, I'll give you that. So now um, I've just got City left to pick to lose. Right, it's locked in. Uh, and yeah. Bristol has to pick Liverpool to lose at some point. I've picked yeah. Villa and Watford to lose four times already. Minus ten points. No, no, not minus anything. You will, because you won't have enough teams to... I will. A loss. I need Leicester, Liverpool, Sheffield United and Southampton. I've got to pick and then I've picked everyone. Don't worry, I've got this under control. Good. Um, fantasy football this week. It's not finished, so we can't really talk about it. But Mark, I'm pretty sure you're going to win this. Again. Um, that Jordan I'm Henderson, sick of this admin, guys. Jordan I should Henderson, get paid for doing this. Jordan Henderson's <laughs> signing was unreal. What a signing. 
Um, did you do the all talk uh, transfer this week? Yeah, yeah, I took Vardy out, who got two points, and I brought in Firmino, who got eleven points, and, and I you made him. him captain. That was a great shout. Look at that movement up the leagues. Yeah, from all talk FC. It's still struggling in our league, but it's it's coming well, back just, recently. I've just noticed. You know the the cup they do like mid mid season. You go into a cup. Yeah. yeah. It says all talk FC did not qualify. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's not been a great time for all talk FC. Um, Kelly did uh, not do very well. Um, did I'm, he play? I'm about to run out of battery, so shall we go straight to our front three back four? Because I've not plugged in. Have you got a wire? Uh, yeah, somewhere. I actually don't even know who to transfer this week for them because the all talk yeah, team's been doing all right. Trey already went off injured, so. Would you mind plugging that in, Mark? Sorry, guys. Yeah, just, just doing some admin. Just ignore us. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, right. Is there anything? Have I missed anything? No, I think so. Front three, back four, and, yeah, and we're going to finish within the hour. Unbelievable! Wow. Um, I'll go first. That's a good idea. You never go first. Yep. Yeah, in my front three this week is diversity and inclusivity, uh, because David Swimmer, very famous for being in a very big TV show that not many people know about, Friends, has um, endorsed an, uh, a new sort of transition into. A friend's uh, remake where they should maybe have all black or Asian reboot of Friends. Because he was asked about, there's been talks about um, sort of like a return of Friends, a nostalgic kind of maybe a movie or a season where all the old gang come back together. But his idea was that he's not really interested in doing anything like that. And he's always been a proponent of, of um, having a bit more diversity in his TV shows. Like, for example, he always wanted, encouraged the producers to give Ross. Um, girlfriends of different ethnic ethnic background. Remember, he had a black girlfriend, he had an Asian girlfriend, he had a white girlfriend. What was her name? Julie. Uh, Julie. Yeah, Julie was the first. Charlie. One. Charlie. Even had an English. Yeah, an English wife. wife. I did. Emily. Yeah. Emily. We so know our friends. He basically. He, he, he was he a player. Did a, he did a, a Mr. Mumbo where his Mumbo number five and did them all. <laughs> so um, yeah, but his That's idea was that maybe we can try and have it in all black. Friends. Instead of having a new show like Blackish, where the whole cast is black, why don't they new do a new Black Friends? Or instead of having a a show like Fresh Off the Boat with a all Asian cast, let's just do an Asian Friends. So, good for him. Ignore all the actual shows that have tried to do diversity and just make a new Friends. That's original. Very good. Uh, in my back four this week is stupid vegans. Hmm. He's got a thing against vegans. Come up again and again. Look, I'm not saying this, but there was an article. (laughs) But I'm going to. In the BBC Future, which was titled How a Vegan Diet Could Affect Your Intelligence. I saw that. Yes. Uh, There's been a lot of um, research into this kind of thing, as you can imagine. And there's been a a lot of reports saying that not eating meat can have dramatic effects against your intelligence. And this part of our evolution as human beings is greatly been attributed to human beings' um, ability to have found ways of cooking meat and eating it. That's how we evolved as humans, that's how we got smarter, and that's why we're here today speaking to you over the radio airwaves. Great. So if you eat, um, no, I'm just, just, you know, just talking about it, but um, there was a bit where um, the German Society of Nutrition had talked about um, how eating a vegan diet could stunt your brain development and cause irre- irreversible damage to one's nervous system. Wow. 
So you need to eat meat. You have to eat meat. Essentially. That's it, it's science. Yeah. You have to eat all the cows. Forcing, uh, in, in some places, in Belgium, forcing a vegan diet on your offspring could land you a spell in prison. <laughs> Where? In Belgium. That's amazing. I always liked the Belgium. They got it right. So yeah. Good. Definitely eat some meat. Mark, smart you, like me. Have you worked out what your front three back four is yet? Or are you still researching? Uh, I knew my front three. Which well, why don't was, we start uh, with that? It's um, a certain celebrity's birthday. One of my f- favorites, uh, David Jason. Donald Trump. <laughs> David Jason. <laughs> you literally Jason. just googled something, haven't you? And you no, found no. Out and thought that'll do. <laughs> David Jason turns eight, eighty today. That was Does my eighty. Front. Wow, yeah. as if he's eighty. Of the like, some may know him as Del Boy, greatest TV show ever made, and um. I yeah. Know about that. Oh yeah, it, it Friends is. wasn't bad. Friends is probably second. Not enough Asians in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like there, maybe there could have been more diversity in there. Uh, there was no Asians in Fools and Horses. Nope. No. But nope. But yeah. Disgusting. My back four. I mentioned this the other day to Chris, but is uh, Brexit related. So What's that? um. Did we cheer in yesterday? Congratulations. Jo- I'm not even joking. Uh, fireworks went, oh, fireworks went off on my street. I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah. we were, it was 11 o'clock and we were like, why are there fireworks going off? And we are like, surely, surely that is not people... So-. And it was. God, what, where do I... Bloody North London. What are you going to yeah. do? Well, did you go to the Brexit parade? I didn't. No. <laughs> I did watch the last leg though and they had um, they had camera people there and it was... Really funny, actually. Uh, it, do, do you know? It just made me laugh, like, and especially how certain uh, remainers would, um, like, just take the mick out of these guys celebrating Brexit. And I'm like, well, half of you were singing "Kumbaya" on a bridge the other week, for, like, to, to stop it. I'm like, you, you, both ends of the extreme are yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, to, yeah. Like, the hypocrisy is so silly when it comes to this. I stuff. don't, yeah. Like, because there's this sense that one group is right and one group is wrong. One group is good, one group is evil. Like yeah, the word idiot was trending on Twitter yesterday because it was people saying people who voted for Brexit are, are all idiots. Probably so, a stupid vegan said that. So um, classic. So yeah, as someone who <laughs> who wanted us to remain, but I'm not extreme on either view. And um, there was one story that caught me, and it was uh, they wanted at eleven o'clock to do the dongs. At, uh, yeah, the big, big ben. ben. Yeah. So, uh, what's the charity called? Stand up for Brexit raised two hundred and seventy-two thousand pounds in crowdfunding to get the the bells at Big Ben to to go, go off, off at uh, eleven they? o'clock. No, <laughs> they said they couldn't, so they're donating people's money to charity instead. Good. They took their money. They took their money for one they spent thing, on it and then good it was complete nonsense a quarter of a million pounds it's not still they donated it they didn't donate it no people they said let's try and raise money to get the big ben because they they would have had to put a temporary fix are people kicking off they want their money back because they don't want it to go to charity well, Which is clearly a better use of their money yeah, than but see, Big Ben. But it's what your money on. goes for. I imagine you went to Costa when you got that latte and she went, oh, instead of making you the latte, I'll put your money to charity. Would you leave Costa happy? No, it's different. <laughs> no, it's different because exactly I'm, I'm buying a product that I want. People were buying... A think product it. they wanted. They wanted to celebrate with some musical sound and bells. Ridiculous. 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 Well done to that charity. <laughs> the charity... Well, it's not the charity's fault. Well, they the just company. took the donation. But yeah. yeah, Stand Up for Brexit was the, Very good. the group. Um, in my front three this week is uh, Yorkshire Puddings. Today marks the annual festival of National Yorkshire Pudding Day. 
where's that? I love that. Why didn't you bring some? Well, there you're is... Mariana Yorkshire woman. Well, she, she must be able to make the best I Yorkshire pudding. Ironically, on my way home today, I am going to go and pick up some ingredients because we are going to be having Yorkshire puddings later because uh, it is a Sunday. But it's because we're doing the pod early. I don't have any. Um, but I just wanted to celebrate the fact. Yeah, it's it is a dessert. classic Yorkshire tradition. The first uh, Sunday of every February every year is National Yorkshire Pudding Day, uh, mostly known as a Northern festival and a Northern uh, food. It is definitely one of the best additions to the roast that you can have. And I just wanted to uh, give it a bit of a shout York, out. Yorkshire puddings is the only food that breaks the rule. With? With me when I eat my dinner. It's the only, usually I leave the meat till last, but when it comes it's to... It's because it's vegan, you don't like yeah. it. Yorkshire puddings are left till last. <laughs> it's not vegan, it's got eggs in it. Stupid vegans. I love Yorkshire puddings, so I leave them till last. It's the only exception to the rule. Yeah, but Any if you leave them till last and you've left gravy on them, aren't they See, all really soggy? No, what you do no, is you I, get I, a little I, Yorkshire and you fill it up. Yeah, exactly. Fill it up with a bit of everything. So, in, <laughs> so actually, in North, a, a classic, so before you have your roast, you normally have a starter, and the starter is a plate of York, three or four Yorkshire puddings with like um, an onion and vinegar and gravy thing all over it, and that is your starter, Yorkshire puddings. That's a proper, hearty British Yorkshire food. So that were my front three this week. My back four this week is... Ticket prices. So, um, we all know, later this evening... Are we doing a live pod show? For the Super Bowl? No, tickets. <laughs> tickets to the fans. <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll be at the, uh, <laughs> Academy, yeah. the 14th of All three of you are welcome. Tickets are on sale. Uh, so, this evening is uh, obviously Super Bowl 54. Um, my 49ers have made it. Thanks, Sirens. <laughs> Good timing. Uh, against Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this year, the anticipated cost, average cost of the tickets for people that are going to go to Sunday's game is $6,900. as the average price someone will have paid to go to the Super Bowl. That is way higher than last year's, which was obviously ridiculous, at $4,500. So $7,000 to go to the it, Super Bowl. It will only go up because it, it looks good if it goes up, isn't it? Because it, is this Miami. a unbelievable? Is this in the new stadium? No, in yeah. Mi- no, it's, it's in, in Miami. Miami. They do it in different states. Yeah, but is it a new stadium? The one no, they're doing I don't it. Know. I don't think so. Oh. No, no, it's not a new stadium. It's the it's the same stadium that the 49ers actually won 25 years ago. Wow. Um, when you started supporting them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so uh, the other my other problem with ticket prices, I was just telling Mark earlier. Um, I've managed to get tickets to the Spurs Leipzig game, so I'm going to get to go to the Spurs stadium. So we're really excited. It's through a guy through work. You can't get to the fucking Spurs stadium. Hundred pounds. That's like a standard ticket. It's not even like a fancy one. A hundred pounds. Wait till you see the price of a beer. Ah, oh, <laughs> I couldn't a... believe it. Did you pay that hundred pounds? Well, I'd already. Ag- I didn't expect it to be that high. I'd already agreed. A hundred pounds better be the greatest game of all time. That's Tottenham. It won't happen. Well, I'm, I'm expecting Leipzig to destroy them, so it might be quite entertaining anyway. Talking uh, of which, we've got to work out what games for England we're going to. Yeah, we'll do that after the pod. And then we'll tell you how much we'll be selling those tickets <laughs> for the ones that we don't go to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, if the Super Bowl is 6,500 and the Euros is a bigger attraction than the Super Bowl, we've got to go... It's not, actually. It's the not, Super Bowl is the yeah. biggest sports attraction in the world. No, They'll the World tell Cup you final the World is Cup the biggest. The World Cup yeah. final. Super Bowl is up there. Then the Champions League final... The Euro final will be bigger than it. Well, it the Euro final's not. The, the reason we know it's not is I can't. What was it where um, FIFA didn't include 
Uh, what was it that they made a new law recently and Euros wasn't included because it's not a Russia. big tournament. Oh yeah, Russia are banned from all big tournaments and Euros isn't counted because it's not a big enough tournament. Yeah, but it'll still so. get the viewership. If the Champions League final gets bigger, so would it. It'll Euros. get lots of viewership, but uh, look, anyway, the resale value will be high. We'll talk about it after the pod. Good. Anything more? Six Nations starts today. We're watching England right now. I don't know what just happened there. 15 nil down to France after 20 minutes. All the players stopped as if the whistle was going and then this French player was just running off to score a try. I don't know what happened there. Right, well, we'll, it. we'll uh, go to the favourite guy. Nigel Owens. He used to be good. Now he's shit. The Mike Dean of Rugby Union. How, how did I do in my first, uh, my first pod? Uh, the structure was pretty loose, but uh, no, it was good. <laughs> did you enjoy it? Yeah. yeah. Did I get the job? No. I don't really want it, no. to be honest. It'll be my week. We're, we're just taking turns still. I'm not here for the next two weekends. Me either. So. Well, it's a two-week break, so... Yeah, we're, we're taking our own winter break. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. We're a bit um, overworked. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.